are listening to Video Games to the Max. Hello and welcome to another edition of Video Games to the Max. I'm your host, Sean Garmer, and here with me as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. Well, uh, we were supposed to take a break out the spoiler cast to have like that week. Then you went to the hospital again. Yep. Uh, it's the cool yeah. place to go. Yeah. Uh, you think you're going to be like done with the hospital now or? God, no. <laughs> I mean, for now I'm okay, but we'll see what happens in the future. Uh, that sucks basically, to hear. Basically, I developed a, uh, on the leg they operated on, I developed a blood clot. Uh, so I was worrying, and they're slowly breaking it apart. I had a problem like this like 10 years ago or 12 years ago in my other, in my good leg. And when that, when it happened then, they just did surgery and removed it, uh, which fixed me up damn near instantly. But now this one, they're taking like there's there no surgery. And it's like, oh, just take these two pills every day. And it'll, it'll eventually go down after three months. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely interesting that um, they've had to work on that so much. And then so they can't figure out like what it is. Just no, it's a blood clot in my thigh. Uh, probably from like inaction. I mean, it was also in a cast. That was the problem is like. Right this cast was like squeezing the bottom part of my leg greatly. Uh, so the blood just built up in my thigh. I mean, um, it's, it's getting better now, but it still feels all fucked up and my knee hurts a lot. Uh, like, and my, also the, my skin became like incredibly taut and hard. Uh, like it, it's, it's like if you press into your thigh, you can press into a thigh or you should be able to. My, right. like my bad leg was like hard as a rock. Like you couldn't press into it. And I was like, that's slightly worrying. <laughs> yes. Uh, but isn't that like also where you had the, the cancer? Uh, no, that was my ankle. Oh, okay. So yeah, this is, uh, this is above that. But yeah, still not fun. <laughs> I'm sorry. After all that, to yeah. have to and, and now go back like, again. <laughs> well, now the ankle thing is kind of on hold. Like I'm just wearing this like boot thing, which is uncomfortable as well. But he doesn't want to put me back mm-hmm. in a cast because it could... Uh, you know, cause another blood clot. So it's like, well, what am I supposed to do? And he was like, well, right. keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> it's like, that's okay. Like, that's not super helpful, but yeah, sucks again. But hopefully, uh, things can get better for you. Yeah. Um, don't worry. We, I'm continuing yeah. to buy dumb shit. I'm dumb shit. So that that helps. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that. Uh, you know, to some people that might be what you just described. To to others, it might be an awesome part of adding to your collection. So, um, we had I have been playing some games. Mark uh, finished Diablo Four, uh, so he'll give uh, final thoughts on that. And then, well, I guess the main part. You always have the seasonal stuff, whatever. Yeah. And I, I uh, played and finished Venba, so I get to talk about that, which uh, I really loved. And then you get, um, I played some uh, Daymore, Daymare 1994, which comes out like next week. Uh, Russell Quest, which comes out tomorrow for you guys. And yeah, uh, some other stuff as well. Xbox 360 store is going down and we'll have plenty of other things to talk about. Hey, well... Let's go ahead and get this out of the way, you know, so we can pay some bills here. Just to remind you, in case this is your first time listening or your hundredth time listening, we do appreciate you. 
Uh, if you do end up enjoying the episode, you can always like, subscribe, follow the entire W2 Network on YouTube, and you can go check out everything else that is uh, going on. So, like, two of the main shows were already being recorded today, so you could go check out the newest Talk to Keiki uh, episode, which is our, our anime podcast. Uh, the Radisher Broadcasting folks did their Damn You Hollywood reviewing Blue Beetle. So if you haven't uh, watched that movie and you kind of wanted some thoughts on it, you can uh, get their thoughts. And they do a pretty great review of every movie they do. Uh, so definitely, you know, you're going to get every kind of co- every part of it covered. Now, if you haven't seen the movie, there might be parts of it where you kind of want to turn it off. Go watch the movie and come back if you're interested. That's a movie I've been interested in as well, between that and the, the Ninja Turtles. So I think uh, next week. Yeah, go ahead. Go see Turtles. <laughs> well, uh, next week or uh, on Tuesdays, my theater does the $5 tickets. So I think okay. next Tuesday I might just go see a double feature or something like that. Uh, it's funny because uh, the theaters by me, that's every day. <laughs> oh, well, that's nice. But yeah. these this theater is new. They have all this fancy stuff and bowling and games and whatnot, and they want to make money. So they definitely cannot do that. It'd be nice if they had the RDX thing there too, so I wouldn't have to go all the way to Miami when there's a movie to watch in that. But eh, that's like a every now and then thing. It's not every movie. It's basically your action movies you watch yeah. in that. So, um, but yeah, let's I guess go ahead and start where we usually always do, which is the games we've been playing. Uh, you have said a lot about Diablo 4. Other people have come on here and talked a lot yeah, about Diablo I, 4. I mean, I, I finished it like a month ago on my own, but now I yeah. finished it with the ends. Uh, we, we really powered through it a few nights ago, or over the past week, really. Uh, he hates it. <laughs> oh, well, that's encouraging. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they introduced a bad guy, like in Act 4, who completely dominates the game for like two acts, and it's terrible. I mean, he's introduced yeah. even earlier than that. It's just awful. Uh, he hates the world boss system because it's on a timer, like a six-hour timer. And he's like, well, how dare they make me play the game at 7 p.m.? You know, I got other shit, important shit to do. And it's like, well, you get you get four times to do it per day, and you get seven days. So it's not that hard, you know. But he's like, oh, it doesn't respect my time and all this other dumb shit. Uh, I mean, we did the world boss. Uh, we did it twice, like two days ago. We died the first time because we just didn't have enough people, and we had like one like, like level seventeen guy. It's like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Here? Um, and then we did it. We did it successfully the second time. And then after we after he did it, he's like, all right, I'm going to bed. And then like five minutes later, he's like, he messaged me and he's like, oh, I just deleted the game. Like I'm done with it. So uh. that'll be his game of the year. Uh, I don't know. I still enjoy the game, but. Uh, it's repetitive as hell. I'm not playing any seasonal character because I don't do that. Uh, yeah, it's it's for me. It's just simple, like so simplistic or so mind numbing, or you know, I can just shut my brain off. And mm-hmm. I mean, I was playing it earlier, watching Finding Forrester on Blu-ray. So, so you were telling me before we started yeah. that his main thing is he doesn't like that. It's kind of mmo sort of based well and... that that's the yeah that's like the world boss system like he, yeah he was because i was like it's at 7 p.m and 1 a.m and then and then like 7 p.m and 1 p.m 
basically that's when a world boss pops up. Yeah, then he was like, oh, how dare they, you know, how dare a game dictate, you know, my schedule to me or, and it's like, that's how every MMO is ever, you know? Mm-hmm. And he was talking about, like, he played, I think, the older public, which isn't MMO technically, but it's so single player focused to an extent. I mean, it has like high end raids and shit, but that's like for high end players. And I think he said he played a little Star Trek online, but not a ton. And but he's never played WoW, and he never will. And that's all WoW is is you know get your ass on at seven p seven p.m. and start raiding. You know, if you know, there are twenty four pl- people or however many get on, you know. So yeah, I mean, I think that's how Final Fantasy fourteen is. Also, I assume. Uh, well, yes. Maybe not to the extent WoW is. Well, no, I mean, uh, 14 has a lot of stuff you can do solo. Yeah, I mean, so does yeah. WoW, technically. But, I mean, just like, you know, I'm sure there's some wor- sort of world bosses in Final Fantasy 14 that are like, okay, this thing spawns at 8 p.m. If you want to face it, get on then. Uh, yeah. So, he, yeah, he's never played an MMO. He never will. Uh, and, yeah, he vastly disliked the game. <laughs> and I still think it's, you know, reasonably okay. But... I think for both of us, uh, well, at least for me, I was kind of expecting it. Well, I was like, hoping it'd be like my game of the year or like, you know, like, way up there. And, you know, it may make a top 10 list for me, but it'll be like number 10 or nine. <laughs> right. It it uh, seems like it's something that a lot of people loved when they first came out, when it first came out, uh, played it to the end. Yeah. And then you burn through the content and then you just see how repetitive the end game is. It's like, okay, right. you can do these like four things and that's it. And it's like the only goal, I guess, is to get to like level hundred and to beat like the the yeah, real that... world boss or the real boss Uber Lilla. But that's like, that seems like you're really having to do a lot to Yeah. And also yeah. like the you know, in past Diablo games it's like okay, you get new gear every you know, a few levels. Uh like because I'm well with my other character really I haven't gotten like new gear in a while. Like I'm still using the same weapon I've had like eight, from, like eight levels ago, simply because I never find anything new. Like, this isn't fun, you know. Like, yeah, all I'm doing is like selling or you know vendor trashing all my gear or all the stuff I get in dungeons because like this is all worthless to me. I mean, I, I might find like a new pair of gloves that's like, oh, this is you know eight percent better than what I'm wearing. It's like, wow, what a big difference. Right. Also. I mean, I agree with this. Also, he hate he hates the leveling system in the game. He, like the uh, everything scales to your level, mm-hmm. and that's bad. Because, yeah, because you never feel overpowered at one point. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. Like, I mean, the start of the game. If you go back to that area later on, I was like, okay, everything's level fifty now. It's like what? All it was really funny. There are two dungeons in the game that do have a set difficulty. Yeah. So I I ran him through one of them. I ran him through the level 51 with my level 78 character. And I'm decimating everything. You know, it's like one-shotting. That's exactly almost, what you want. Yeah, right? almost everything. Except for like a few bosses. Took like maybe like two or three hits. But it's like, who cares? And he was like, yeah, this is how. Yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, this is this is how the game should be. Or it's like, maybe not to this they, extent. They should yeah. have made that optional. Like that should right. they should have made that like something that you could, if you wanted to have that or something you could put in for a second when you do a second playthrough or something like that. But the yeah, first playthrough or, should I mean, be, yeah, yeah, and you get like the hardcore option, or it's like okay, I, I want to turn like level scaling on or off. 
the problem if it, if it's off is you know you have to design okay now this area has to be like level one to ten this area you know this other area has to be like level eleven to twenty you know you really do have to like section out the world but that's fine you know I I, I don't mind that really I mean yeah, that's really I... that really is how WoW used to be now WoW is all level scaling as well like you can do anything you want in WoW but back in the day. You know, it's Elwyn Forest is level one to tw- one to ten, and Westfall was like eleven to twenty. You know, right? Uh, uh, I mean, I, I I get the mentality. I guess it's like, oh, we want to give you, you know, player choice. We want to have, you know, if you want whatever you want to wherever you want to go, you can you can do it. But it's like I'd prefer a more guided experience uh, because I don't feel powerful at all. That's just weird because, like, most RPGs, that's kind of how you want to feel. You want to feel like you're level 78. You want to yeah. feel like you're like you earn that ability to be up there when you go to those, especially in places where you're you are having a backtrack or something right. like that. You know, it's yeah. I mean, it's yeah. It seems weird that they level scaled everything, or at least didn't give you the option to not have that on if you didn't want to. Or, well, it's funny because uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla did, did basically the same thing, where initially the game wasn't level scaling, but then they introduced it like later on. It's like, what? <laughs> like, why yeah. do you do that? You know? Yeah, that's a kind of hard time to be putting that in right now. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I still like Diablo 4 well enough, and I will eventually grind out to a level 100 character. But once that happens, and then once I beat Uber Lilith, That'll be it for a while until yeah they release actual DLC, and it's funny because we killed Lilith, and the ending cinematic is like she literally turns into a statue and crumbles, and he thinks like she's gonna come back, and it's like no, because I think the they other... pretty much tell you definitively there. Well, the other expansions, it's like well, like Diablo three, it's like oh, the end Diablo three, you killed Diablo, but like he doesn't come back for the expansion. It's a new bad guy. And right. the same thing happens in Diablo 2, you know? So, I think her story's done, you know? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, aside from that, I bought a copy of uh, Valkyrie Profile for the PS1. Really good uh, game there. That's a expensive game. <laughs> uh, it's like 270 Uh Which is actually like not a bad deal. It's normally 300 and the copy I got is in like really good condition, uh, so I was happy to happy about that. Uh, I'm on track this week to hope I'm going to trade in a bunch of stuff for this cause way out there, but I'm going to buy mm-hmm. try to buy a copy of a game called Kuan. Okay, a, ever heard of it? No, it's a it's a PS2 game, uh, made by From Software, and the minute I said that, like Yen's Yen's ears perked up. He's like, "What the hell is this?" He's like, "From you know, software." Pretty much, yeah. No way. Uh, I mean, it's not a it's not a great game. It has like pretty middling scores, but it, it's like a it's like a period specific uh, survival horror game in like Japan's you know ancient or some ancient period in Japan. Uh, the thing retails nowadays for over like eight hundred dollars. Wow. Yeah. The the copy I'm getting is priced at seven hundred. Uh, and I'll have a coupon or a, a few discounts and like I'm trading in like a turbo graphics for it and some other, you know, shit I don't need. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be cool. Uh, I mean, if you want to talk about your games real quick, go ahead. But 
we should talk about that Twisted Metal show. <laughs> well, uh, I've only watched, I think, like three or four episodes, so I need to catch up to the rest of it. Okay. Uh, it is apparently one of Peacock's highest rated shows, so that's, enough people are liking that's not it. Usually surprising because it's one of Peacock's only shows that has actual named actors in it. <laughs> I mean, I like the the four episodes I've watched. I mean, you know, oh, it's okay. uh, it, it's a it's not a bad show. It is a profoundly weird show because they introduce all this like weird bootleg ass like history into Twisted Metal that like is not there at all in the games, and like the entire. I mean, this is I guess the spoiler of the show. It is all basically a preamble to the actual Twisted Metal tournament, and it's like, why didn't you just film that? It, uh, it, like, it it reminds me. It's not as bad as well. I didn't think it was bad actually, but it's, it reminds me of that Halo TV show, where it's all like a prequel to them getting on fucking Halo, and it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't need the backstory of John. It's funny that John is the main char- mainly the main character in both games or both TV shows rather. <laughs> Uh, and uh, Anthony Mackie and the girl Stephanie Beatrix or Beatrice, or Beatrice, yeah, yeah, they do good work or they're fine. I laughed quite a few times. I I think Anthony Mackie's really good in the in his role. Yeah, I don't think he's quite cast well in this. Like he's, I guess I I view him more in like the Falcon role or like the adjustment bureau where he's more of like a smart smarter guy like in this in this the character is pretty dumb <laughs> uh and it, like it's i not feel bad. like that's the point it's yeah like he's supposed to be kind of you know uh dimwit or whatever but yeah he's, yeah well i mean I, it's very much in like the ryan reynolds or chris pratt mold you know yeah but they couldn't get those guys so uh it's not bad and hey i'll watch the next season and there actually is some really good act there's a uh really good I think it's like episode seven or eight. Uh, there's a really good guest appearance by Chloe Feynman from SNL in it. Uh, but like the show itself is just incredibly strange, not bad. And I, I have positive thoughts, I guess, but it's just, it's just weird. <laughs> but yeah. speaking of, speaking of positive stuff, I was Russell Quest treating you. <laughs> <laughs> you would pick the, uh, the one that's maybe not so positive or what? I mean, one of them I'm going to be super positive on. The other one, you know, I need to play more of it. Um, and then the other one. Ah. So, okay. Look, uh, Russell Quest, I think, to me, I feel about Russell Quest sort of the same way I feel about One Piece Odyssey in that they do a great job of building up everything. Like, Building up the world, building up the character. I love the character um, that you play, you know, the main character, Randy Santos or whatever. Yeah. Um, not so much like some of the other ones that you play as later. Uh, you know, being set in like basically like Legendsville in of wrestling of the 80s and 90s, which is, you know, what I grew up on. Uh, and love and love all those wrestlers from back then. Not that I don't, uh, you know, the wrestling today is fine. Uh, just, you know, nostalgia, right? Yeah. Um, the problem is that, like One Piece, if you you strip the One Piece part of it off, 
you have a really generic RPG behind it. And it's actually interesting at first, like, oh, wow, wrestling and an RPG. They actually made this work. It's cool. And then you realize that it's the same thing over and over and over and over. And nothing ever really changes other than, okay, I get other characters and I get to upgrade my moves. And yeah, you can say that all turn-based RPGs are kind of like that. Uh, but the thing is that they add on different gameplay components, usually. Yeah. Uh, the enemies get much harder, make you have to be strategic. There's really not that here. That's the problem. Is there, The strategy is pretty much the same, regardless of who you're fighting. They try to add in little things like, you know, the WWE games where they have the, oh, you got to do this, you got to do this before you finish the match. Okay, that just basically makes the match last long. It doesn't really make you want to do those things. And while I appreciate that they are trying to sort of also, hey, we know wrestling's fake. We're not going to try to make it feel like we don't know. We do. We make jokes about the fact that wrestling is what it is. Uh, you know, we we make a big deal. You know, they use insider language. There's a whole quest about the guy uh, doesn't know which face paint to wear because I'm trying to use early stuff so I don't spoil it for people that are really right. excited. And also, again, you can play this for free on Netflix um, if you have a Netflix account. Uh, so you're not, you don't have to go out and buy this if you don't want to. Uh and we'll talk about what Netflix is doing, which makes it even cooler that you might be able to play this on something that's not your phone. Pretty, but anyway, um, yeah, it like for me, it just it feels like they really got the part that everybody wanted, but then forgot that the gameplay needs. To yeah, and then that's what the problem is. This is a video game at the end of the day, um, and no amount of how much. I love wrestling from back then. It's not going to have me remember that I've got to play through this, especially if you're reviewing it, right? So that's the problem. Um, it's, a, it's a matter yeah. it's a problem of like, are oh, you doing the same thing at hour one as hour 50, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, and then the thing is, like, again, the world's compelling. There is some cool little story bits here, like the cameo stuff from certain characters and having characters show up. Like, there's obviously love for old school wrestling, and I appreciate yeah. that. But not everybody's going to. I, I, okay. For one, I think anybody that's playing this game definitely has to have some kind of appreciation for wrestling from back then, uh, because I don't understand why you'd be playing this game if you don't. Uh, I don't think that this is something that you're going to get your GQ wrestling fan to really kind of check this out outside of like knowing some of the wrestlers that are on the cover or finding out that a certain wrestler is on is in the game um so I don't I don't think uh even even aew or fire pro or any of these other or WWE games have anything to worry about here um right but yeah yeah it's just it sucks because I really wanted this to be like I was hoping this is gonna be one of those standout indie games. Uh, and it wound up like kind of not being that, and and for the premise that it has, like what a perfect marriage, right? Two things that I love and a lot of people love, and then it helps that you know, Greg Miller was doing his thing with Jeff Jarrett, trying to hype it up and everything, and um, 
Yeah, I saw Jeff Jarrett was also on the giant bombcast or like some the email show of that. And it's like what? Yeah. <laughs> they try they tried a lot of things and I appreciate that again. Like they tried to use some wrestling angle stuff yeah. to get people into it and maybe it'll work. You know, I don't know how many people have there's a lot of wish lists for this game. Uh unfortunately, also the thing that sucks as well for them is that Embargo was supposed to be the day before the original release date, and they didn't email anybody and say, hey, Embargo's been moved up. Technically, you could start releasing your review right then if you wanted to. I think most people kind of waited a week from what I'm seeing uh, to release their review, but uh, still, it just it sucks. It sucks when this kind of thing happens. Again, it's not a bad game by any means. It's just a very one-note game. And you're eventually going to get tired of the game and kind of just be like, okay, let's do this. Back to Diablo Four. Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, and that and that's the thing too. Is just like there's not there's not enough moves, right? That's the thing too. Is like wrestling wrestling games nowadays. You have moves up the wazoo to do. Um, there's always something. I'm eventually you get into a flow. In every wrestling game, you end up using a lot of the same moves, and yes, the game, the the match is going to feel repetitive or whatever. But there's also the aspect of okay, the AI is fighting against you, right? And it's real time, and it the thing with it being turn based is that's the one thing that makes it difficult about being turn based. Is okay, I know what I got to do. You never really feel in danger. Also, like I never feel like oh, I'm going to die. Oh, I'm gonna. Oh, I'm. Oh, my meter's gonna go all the way down. Like, cause you know what to do to make sure that the meter doesn't go down. It's not like uh, in the AW game where the, the the AI is gonna make it to where you don't you don't really get a choice as to yeah. whether your meter's gonna go down or not. Cause they're gonna slam you. They're gonna there's gonna become a point where you're not gonna be able to block when they're attacks or or whatever. So, um, it's just it's like I said, it's something I really wanted to want to like. And unfortunately, I do like it, just don't like it enough. Yeah. Um, and I think that seems to be the sentiment of most people uh, that review the game. I'm sure that when the game drops in a few hours, uh, unlocks for people, there's going to be people that are going to be like, oh my God, I don't know what those reviewers are talking about. They're just talking BS. Just wait, folks. Just wait. You tell me when you get to the end of the game, you loved it from the minute one to the minute of the end and never felt any of that because... I'm here to tell you that I don't know. I don't know what you're uh, you're feeling there. Um, yeah. But hey, each stone. That's what's cool about opinions and games and stuff. You can all uh, like and dislike things. So sure. uh, a game that I absolutely uh, loved. And it's great because you don't have to spend a long time playing it because it's very, very short. Uh, it's literally an hour and a half. Not kidding. It's literally an hour and a half. Um, it's a, a wonderful little story of a family, uh, a husband and wife that moved to Canada in the eighties from India. And they wind up, you know, finding out that the moment that they're going to try to, Oh, we might go back. They find out that they're pregnant. So they wind up staying because they think that Canada is a better place uh, than the U.S., you know, the, going back to India to raise their kid. 
Um, and man, they struggle. Like the dad can't find a job. He he's a writer. He can't find uh, a job. You know, a job that he 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 winds up having to take a job that he doesn't want uh, in order to just be able to you know care about his family. The mom is struggling as well. And they're just doing what they can for their kid. And it's something that I could totally relate to. And I think anybody that has kids uh, or, or grew up like that um, can totally so wait, relate is, to. Yeah. This is a plot to Final Fantasy 16, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that's mm -hmm. exactly what um, we're trying to get at. Yeah. Uh, but no, it, like I really just, it helped. It identified a lot with it as well because I grew up. Um, a part of the I'm trying not to spoil the story, but a part of like a theme of the story is that he, the son, rejects the as as a growing up he rejects the Indian stuff. They try to raise him, you know, to to learn the language, to to learn about the food, to learn to cook the food, all that stuff. And he rejects it because in Canada, nobody knows any of that, right? And yeah. in Texas, where I grew up, nobody really knew Venezuelan stuff either, right? You're, yeah, you're all, you're, everybody that, that speaks Spanish is Mexican automatically. Now, today might be a little bit different. You have all kinds of different uh, uh, Latino people that have come to live in Texas since then, all that. It maybe, maybe you don't have that sort of feeling, but back then, and even, uh, later as an adult until I moved here and, and saw the difference, right? We're talking about Miami, the, the Latin capital of the whole entire United States. I embraced my culture more when I came here uh, and and wanted to like learn about other Latin cultures and stuff like that. Whereas over there in, in Texas, I kind of rejected that because it didn't, it was, I didn't feel like I was fitting in and I, I wanted to just be, oh, here, I'm the white kid, right? Like, uh, you know, yeah. so it wasn't until basically being an adult where I had to really use the Spanish to get jobs and, and things like that, that I appreciated that, but it's so like, again, it's like various things that made me feel a connection to this game. So, and I, and I feel like they, they actually delivered in that the story delivers, um, for us, how short it is. Um, obviously I didn't have to buy it because it's on Game Pass. So if you have Game Pass, you can uh, just go check it out there. I think it's only like $10 anyway. So I uh, I know some people might say like an hour and a half game or whatever is not worth $10. I would beg to differ depending on the connection you have. And also the food, the, the cooking stuff. Listen, you're not going to fail the cooking. Uh, it automatically fails you. You don't fail. It just makes you go back to the beginning and do it again until you get it right. So it's not like... Uh, and, and the hints aren't totally like sometimes self-explanatory. You kind of do have to like, look, you kind of do have to like pay attention to what it's trying to tell you. Yeah. Um, and I did appreciate that. Like it did feel like little puzzles that you're doing, but when you figured it out, it was cool because you got to see the whole meal and how it's made. And now I kind of want to go eat Indian food. I don't know uh, if they make a difference between any Indian food that's around here where I live whether it's South Indian, which is what the game is based off of uh, compared to other parts of India. So, um, but either way, the food that was being made on the, uh, in that game uh, looks great. So uh, that's a uh, very big props to them on that as well. The developers. Uh, so 
yeah, a total thumbs up for me on on Vemba. I think everybody should go give it a try if you like narrative games. Uh, it's definitely one to check out. It does have some branching stuff. I don't know if that makes a big difference or not. Um, but yeah, it's it has some touching moments and some some cool some cool things, uh, cool ending and all that stuff too. Cool. Um, uh, Daymare nineteen ninety four is actually I think a prequel to. The Daymer 1998 game, which I forgot existed until I was researching stuff for this game. Uh, I think it doesn't come out until August 30th, so I won't talk too much about it. But it's essentially, if you didn't play the first game or have no idea the first game existed, but this one kind of got a bigger hype because it's been part of various uh, like indie uh, shows and stuff like that. Uh, it's essentially like a... It, think about if you had a PS1 sort of Resident Evil-inspired game. Yeah. Uh, so basically, you know, the the your main character is a, a female. Um, I guess more like, not Jill, the other one. Claire. Claire, uh, but without the red hair. Um, and the, instead of stars, it's Hades. And she's wearing, um, like, looks like she's wearing some dumb backpack. <laughs> with the... Um, the H A D E S all you know separated. Yeah. Uh this the jackets kind of look similar. Um, you know, the zom the zombie characters when you finally fight them, they have a little bit of a different uh kind of premise to them than the stuff in Resident Evil, but still your basic, you know, it's it's zombies. So right. shotgun hit him in the head. Uh similar inventory system. Um at least from the part I played, it doesn't. It feels more like it's going to be more like a. Now I don't know if '98 was supposed to be more like Resident Evil Two, and maybe '94 is supposed to be taking more from Resident Evil Four. Like right now, it doesn't feel like. Uh, it doesn't feel like you're going to run out of weapons. Um, every time that I needed to have a shotgun, uh, I, I found a shotgun uh, ammo. Um, the machine gun, it feels like it. It doesn't serve. Uh, much of a purpose, to be honest. Uh, yeah. It's kind of a, a nuisance. Like every machine gun, really, in those games. It, it Like, the shotgun just either kills them in one hit or kills them in, in two hits, depending on where you hit them. Whereas the machine gun, it's like, I'm blowing ten bullets and they're still coming at me. You know? Yeah. So, I, I was like, okay, this is kind of a waste of a weapon. Whatever, you know? Uh, but... I still ha I still enjoyed it. It's it's a lot of the premise of those games. So um I have a friend that that she really likes those games and obviously Randy as well, you know, friend of the show was on the spoiler cast. Um he is a huge fan of those games as well. So he was already kind of talking to me about like he it was a game that he was kind of interested in. Um so I was like, "Oh, let me go play. Let me, you know, somebody offered a, a code and I was like, "Sure, let's let's check it out." So yeah, the game comes out next week. Uh, so next week Wednesday. So by the time we do the show again, it still won't be out. But it's coming out at the end of the month. Uh, not that we don't have a bunch of different games to play pretty soon, and, and it, especially the uh, everybody that's been enjoying Baldur's Gate three on PC is going to be playing not only Baldur's Gate uh, three on your consoles, but of course Starfield as well so you're, we're gonna be uh blown out with games uh, with rpgs pretty soon here yeah so yeah that that's it for 
Uh, me on games, I, I played a little bit more Final Fantasy mode in Final Fantasy 16. Still enjoying that. Still uh, think that it's the, the better way to play Final Fantasy 16. You want to give a second run of it a try. But at least it's more fun, more more challenge. Anyway, but still, uh, so I guess we should go ahead. Um, before we get to the 360 store stuff, uh, did you see that um, that Xbox? I don't know why it took them this long to come out with this. I'm not. I don't know. I, I think I need to find one that's like for a game that I actually want. Maybe then I will be. Uh, will perhaps think about it. But did you see that they came out with these wraps that go around the Series X? Yeah, kind of like, yeah. bad. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, like like, the Starfield like one looks this cool. The camo ones look like something I could have bought at the. I don't know. I gotta actually see it. But from that picture, the camo ones don't look decent. I mean, look it interesting looks, to me. Yeah, it looks like they're trying to copy like the PS5. That's the faceplate stuff, or you know. Yeah, um, exactly, exactly. But they didn't have that in mind when they built the system. So now it just kind of looks like some weird, yeah, like, yeah, it's or, like, you know, uh, some... <laughs> you want to buy like a wrapper to go around your Series X? Yeah. It's not really even a cover, it's just like a thing that you can put around it. Oh, and it costs like 50 bucks if you buy the Starfield one, like 45 if you buy the the other ones. Um, like if they ever, I don't know, have to I mean, come I... out with a yeah, I would rather have just a new console or you know, the special edition consoles they occasionally do. You know, they did one for Diablo, I wasn't too well sold on I, it. Yeah, if they do it well, that's well, guess, but that's I the guess. thing. Like, even even Sony's not doing that, right? They're doing the faceplate. Uh, the yeah, but at least 16 like, had a controller and the faceplate. That was it. Here's the thing, though, at least yeah. with that, I mean, you could buy a new. PS5 with Spider-Man 2 and crap like that, or you can just buy the thing that makes it special and, you know, do do it up yourself. Like, I would say that face plates, or, you know, the console plates, rather, are more at a better value than this stupid, you know, candy wrapper thing. Yeah, it's just, like, when they come out with more that are designed around a game, like the Starfield one, I, it'll look, I think it'll look better, but yeah. they still don't look uh, you know, it it's kind of like the same thing as the the 360 like plates that you could put on. Yeah, the face plate. Yeah, like it's just the thing. It does. But at least, yeah. You know, at least those were only twenty bucks, or you know, cheaper if you want. You know, if you waited right. a while. Like whereas, like the the PS5 ones, kind of they look cool, right? Yeah. They look like it could that could be your system, right? Whereas you, I'm looking at a picture and I can tell that that's a wrap. Yeah, I, mean, I can even... tell that that's not part of the system. Yeah, and yeah, just... it's like all those like weird custom consoles if you're ever digging around like Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, like oh, this is a Pokemon themed Game Boy Advance SP or you know stuff like that. It's like uh, okay. Yeah, I mean they do promise a precision fit, which it does look like it fits around the console really well. Uh, it has like a silicone stuff inside of it to kind of to keep it on there uh, so i don't know i'd have to actually like touch it to see if the you know the it feels like it's a 50 dollar product or or whatever but this is not gonna be for everybody obviously right. uh, this is for people that really want to have that customization for me my consoles are behind my tv so it makes no sense at all 
for me to buy that because you're never going to see it anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but for people that have them all out and have them decked out and stuff like that, and they have the the cool like setup for people to see them, right? I think it's decent. You know, whatever. It's good to have customization stuff. Um, not bad mouthing it. it. It looks. There's better things. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, there's not anything that can really. You can't put a positive spin on an entire digital store going down for a console. And much like the Wii U and 3DS and the PS3, PSP, and Vita, which Sony hasn't definitely put that off. Um, or did they say that the PS... The PS3 is still op- open, or that's, they reverse that, because it's, it's such a big bad Right, door. the PS3 is still open, but didn't they say that the one of the... Uh, either the Vita think, or the PSP still had PSP- a date... I think the PSP yeah. one, because you have to imagine that's the older of the two. Right. So now Microsoft has finally come out, which it's weird because they're the ones that always talk about backwards compatibility is great and everything else. And um, they they are always pushing that. They That July 29, 2024, that's it. You won't be able to buy any more games or DLC or digital game uh, from the 360 store. Now, this is what, 11 months away at this point, sort of? Yeah. Uh, you have plenty of time if you want to go search through the non-backwards compatible. And this is the thing. It's non-backwards. So this isn't like the PS3 where uh, that stuff stream only on the console, uh, on the PS5, and you can't play it on your PS4 at all. The Xbox One and Xbox uh, Series does have backwards compatible original xbox and uh 360 games not all of them uh and they also have a lot of them that you can just buy digitally on the store as well so you're not losing everything like you would like you did for the wii u and the 3ds or the ps3 uh everything that's digital on that store you're losing so the thing you're losing is basically the xbox live arcade stuff that's not backwards compatible or has not been re-released. Yeah. Uh, like two, and it, it, yeah. I'm looking at a list. There's like 200 games, like a little yeah, over it's 220 games. games. Yeah. Um, and it, it kind of, it sucks, right? Like you never want to video game preservation sucks. Uh, we know this. I don't know if there ever, if there's ever going to be an initiative from everyone to try to preserve that when you can do remasters and remakes and make a bunch of money and, that's part of the yeah. problem too. Yeah, I'm you know. sure they're really going to do a do a remaster of Deep Black Episode One. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure they're not. Uh, but like, do you have any memories of your of the 360? Oh, sure. Um, I mean, yeah. There, even on this list, there are games that are you know that are really good. That would be nice to have forward or you know keep forward. But like a lot of the same, but. A lot of these games also, they you know they're on other consoles or at least on right. Steam, you know, like Brothers or Bastion or Well, Brothers is on I think the PS4, Xbox, all that stuff. You know? Okay. Yeah. Uh or like Gianna Gianna Sisters Sisters Twisted Dreams, uh, or like Life is Strange. I mean they got a they got a physical release, I guess. Uh you know. I mean there's a, there's a lot of stuff that will be missed. But I don't know, like, 
how much of this stuff are people really going to get up in arms about, you know? Yeah, it's no, I get you. I think it's more about the whole, again, like preservation, right? Of just sucks that say you had a game that maybe was on this list and therefore you either have to keep it in, you know, you have to keep it 360 around. Right. Uh, or you know that you may have a problem if it ever comes off your system, which the 360 has a bad, um, a lot of 360s have the problem of memory loss. And you'll if you'll turn it on one time, at least I do. I don't know about other people, but I have the 360 like Elite, though not the one that Red Rings or whatever. Yeah. And I bought mine used, but I do remember this being a problem. I do remember it being a problem of uh You'll you'll turn your system on and then it'll automatic automatically be wiped. It'll work great for like five months and then you can wake up the next day when you use it and then oh, you have nothing. You have nothing on it. Uh, so I, I mean yeah. I haven't had my 360 on in a while. I mean literally years, but I never had a problem with that. And I had the old I had the elite also. Well, I'm just saying like it's an issue because it wasn't just me. Uh, I, it seems to be I, an issue with certain 360. I, I guess the, yeah. the slight benefit of this thing or like the not entirely doom and gloom yet is like, okay, you can't buy stuff, but if you still, you know, if it's still tied to your account, you can redownload it. Like, right. I think that was, that was a problem. I think when Sony was trying to take off the PS3 one, they're like, no, it's everything's going away. And people were, then when people were pissed. No, I think they said the thing was that they kind of put or, a definitive they put a definitive end to, oh, eventually, just like kind of like Nintendo with the Wii U. Yeah. Uh, eventually, you won't be able to download your games. Eventually, it will get to the point where if you delete something, uh, you may not be able to get it back. Uh, so that's where people got mad because it's like, well, but I own this game. Like, how are you telling me that, you know, I don't I mean now? People yeah. buy digital movies and they get yanked off their accounts and the rights that go away. I mean, it's the same thing. No, you're thing. right about that. I mean... I, the, the the benefit, I mean, the the thing is, is like, it ain't hard to hack an Xbox 360 anymore. And PS3 is even like way easier. So, and there are plenty of like, you know, file sharing sites or, you know, sites that have, you know, probably every Xbox Live Arcade game on it. So, go at it. <laughs> like... It sucks that you won't be able to do this officially, but piracy will find a way. And if they don't want to preserve it, other people will. Yeah, no, that I mean, that's definitely will. That's again, I mean, I think it like I think it sucks that like at least for the 360 specifically, they never got off that stupid hard hard drive uh, uh, form factor. I mean, I know you can use like an external one, but I mean, like for that internal thing, so you can only have a certain drive of like. I think it's like 250 gigabytes or maybe 320, but that's it. And it's like, yo, there are terabyte drives and this enclosure you guys made is universal. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I had the 121. I had the 121 right, yeah. and then I upgraded it. Mm-hmm. I I busted that thing apart eventually and I did, it, did the 251. But it's like, okay, that's cool, but that's still not a ton of space. I mean... Right. Uh I, for me, the 360 was my I mean, rock band was, machine. Yeah. So I absolutely adored that thing. Uh, they still got the Xbox Live, the, the Xbox Series X, or the 
Well, yeah, I, all that stuff is is on the Series X. I'm not worried about like that not being there. Right. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just saying you're, you're yeah. talking about memories and you know. Yeah, like for me, the 360 is is my college system. I will always have fond memories of that system. Sure. Uh, you know, playing Halo. I mean, it uh, is the end of an era because, like, I yeah. I never really did it's, much. It's with an the... end of that entire generation, really. Yeah. Because there, it was the first. They were the first systems to have digital stores with digital games that. Uh, well, like, not built, not the first, but well, like the, the first that was like built in, you know, because like the, ex- right. the original Xbox had that, but it was a weird. We're like, oh, PSN. There's games that are only on PSN. There's games that are only on Xbox Live. There's games that are only on the Wii U Shop, the 3DS Shop. Like, yeah, that a whole generation that is just gonna be gone of games that, unless you go on your PC and try to find them, emulate them, or whatever. That's it. You can't, you won't be able to buy them in a store. Right. So I I think digital preservation is important or game preservation rather, but I wonder how important it is to like, you know, people younger than us. Like you have a, how old your daughter's like 12 or 13. Right. Like, could you imagine, you know, here's Super Mario Brothers three for the NES, go play it. Or, you know, here's, here's Final Fantasy seven for the PS one, you know, good luck. Like, oh, probably seven. I think it's different. I don't I, have you played that because recently? you have remakes, so that makes people. No, I, I just mean like the original yeah. ass PS1 version, or you know, like maybe playing it digitally, but you know, that version of that game, or like you know, here's Silent Hill one. I mean, anything, anything like two generations before kids aren't gonna care at all. I would say even like one generation is kind of pushing it, but. Oh no, but like, you could say the I mean, same for for uh you could say the same for movies as well, right? Like I mean there's movie there is a big difference between a ten year old movie and a ten year old game, you know? Uh like a good example is us. Like you can you, you and I are in the same age, you kind of grew up around the NES. Like how much Atari twenty six hundred games have you played? I'm like I'm 10. betting yeah, I'm betting like not a ton. I mean I had one. I had an Atari twenty six hundred. I couldn't figure out how, how to hook it up to a to a TV. Well, but you know? but see, like for me, I don't care about that stuff because most of those games are just like not playable. Like not, they're not. Well, yeah, but like yeah. I think a kid today would say, "What you know? What is this? Is you know, Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past shit?" I mean, you know, they're playing oh, Fortnite. Well, or... No, no, no. But you cannot compare. You cannot compare Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past. That is completely playable. That is completely maybe not understandable to everybody because you know Zelda, Zelda still. But like you can look at those graphics and you can appreciate that there's still games coming out that have those graphics. Who the hell is making games look like the Atari Twenty Six Hundred? Nobody, because nobody wants games to look like that at all. So like I just I think it gets to a certain point where like there, nobody people have nostalgia for like uh, the arcade stuff right that 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 whole streaming service that i just reviewed like a couple weeks ago or right. well a month ago or whatever at this point exists because people have nostalgia for that but I, um, i'm just saying yeah. like there there is an age limit for that type of stuff and you know under i would say under 20 at the max you know even 25 they're gonna go yeah. look at that and go like what like I'm going to go play Fortnite or I'm going to go play, you know, Call of Duty or, you know, whatever the new game is, you know, like I think digital, I think game preservation is super important, but 
I think it's only important to like old fogies, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, we would have said the same about we would have said the same about we would say the same about music as well, right? Like everybody's yeah, so used to everything being digital only. But like, I mean, there was that report a few months ago by you know the video game historical foundation, or you know, I think they said like eighty seven percent of games aren't available. That's not the same as music or movies. I mean, movies is probably like a little a little better, but I mean, not music, certainly not yeah, music. There's there's no more record stores, right? Like, I mean, it's all it's like all digital or well, and then basically records are what's keeping uh, the physical music alive, like records right. coming back and kind of being in vogue again, or yeah, sort certainly of not CDs. Vogue. Except yeah. for ends. <laughs> yeah, like CDs, like. As soon as everything went digital, people stopped buying CDs. Became like, why the hell am I gonna have a? I have a CD thing in my car that I have not touched. I want to say in like years, years, years. It's there. I have all the discs. I have no idea if they all work because who knows sun damage and whatever. But it's actually yeah, funny you say that. I literally bought two used CDs like last week. <laughs> wow. To be fair, it was for a musician who just died, so I kind of felt that I owed it to him. Okay, I guess that's allowable. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like unless it's like some really like one-off thing, like yeah, I'm not gonna buy a CD. I'm not like yeah, I'm somewhere buy a CD every damn day or whatever. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, no, yeah, I don't know about buying a CD every day. That's kind of crazy. But you know, it sucks. But I, I kind of anticipated. I thought they were just going to kind of leave it up forever, but because you know Sony was going to shut theirs down, but the outcry made them stop. So I'm surprised there's not like a bigger outcry about this. But I think it's also because a lot of the games that people care about are on the X Xbox One uh, or yeah, Xbox. But I, uh, well, I mean, like I said, like a lot of these games are also on Steam, but there yeah, are a ton of games. You know, there are a lot of games on this list that. If it wasn't on Steam, I'd be kind of pissed. You know, like losing like, uh, you know, Super Street Fighter Two Turbo Remix or, you know, uh, Trial Fusion or, right. you know, Rocket Rocket Riot stuff like that or Res. I mean, I know they just kind of re-put that out, but so yeah. I can understand. The, I can understand. Uh, I mean, you can get a lot of the stuff elsewhere if you want to, but I just don't see a ton of people playing. Or you know, caring about Sea Life Safari? Uh, probably not. Uh, yeah. To be fair, uh, probably not. Um, like, I guess if there is, is there's like something that you like on the list that you? Uh, think probably that... Darkstalkers. Uh, they did that collection. That was pretty good. Uh, yeah, Darkstalkers Resurrection. That's not anywhere else. I'm pretty sure. I think it's on PS3, but that's about it. Like, it, it never came to Steam. Right. Uh, or uh, I mean, it's kind of like the big, the big one I can think of that, that, I, that kind of, or like it's not listed here, so I don't know if it's like it actually is background compatible or not. But that NBA Jam, uh, when they re-put that out, that was kind right. of cool. Uh, um, I think it is. I'm pretty sure I have it on my Xbox. Yeah, it yeah, would make my... sense, but. Yeah, I mean, like I said, there's a lot of stuff on this thing that if it wasn't on another console or really on Steam, it'd be worrying, more problematic. But, you know, everything goes away in the end. 
That's true. Uh, everything doesn't last forever. Uh, so, yeah, I I I do remember loving uh, Awesome Knots for a time. That's, right, it's gonna be off of here. Um, uh, the Yu-Gi-Oh games that I don't know if those are backwards compatible or not. Or I think everything on this list is not backwards compatible. So, yeah, not there's there are some things that are. Um, they didn't really make a distinction of what is and what isn't, but right. some things that that I guess you would have to go find. It's more of like the live arcade stuff. Yeah, XBLA, right? a, yeah. Like Burnout uh, so, Crash. Yeah, it, there's there's gonna be some cool stuff that gets lost time. Right. That people didn't people didn't know about, right? It, you know, you're gonna find out about it years later, maybe you go, Oh man, this was cool, and then uh Yo, we can't play it unless yeah. you download it. But all right. Uh, what are your thoughts on the 360? What memories do you have? What if Are there any games you may miss? Let us know in the comments there. I mentioned, I hinted at it before about Netflix because WrestleQuest is about to come out, like literally within hours of this being put out there, uh, this podcast. And also, uh, should mention I, before we go much further, I am fully aware that the Gamescom opening night live is happening the same night that we're recording this. Uh, if uh, Jeff Keeley said that get opening night live is going to be more about the games that are coming that we already know about, it's not going to be about doing announcements and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, that's more game awards and and summer game fest. So if there's anything like crazy that we really, really need to talk about, or, I mean, if it's a pretty good show uh, and it's not like going to feel like, oh my God, we're just complaining for two hours. We might just do another show and have some, have just like a reaction to that on Wednesday morning or whatever for you. So if you see an extra show in the feed, that's what happened. We uh, recorded that too. But uh, moving on, uh, Netflix has started a beta for cloud gaming uh, on your TV and on your PC. Uh, that's pretty interesting to me. Uh, you'll be able to, I don't know how this is going to work with the, I think the, you have to do something to hook up your phone. I forgot how this works. But basically Netflix is, is doing what I exactly said they needed to do the last time we, we talked about this. Yeah. Is get people to play your game somewhere besides the phone. I know the phone mobile gaming is huge and people like to play games on their phone or whatever, but uh, I still think that in order to get the masses or whatever, you need to go to other places. Like, um, and especially if it's all part of this service, right? Like make people feel like, oh, I can take this game. I can start it on my phone, but oh, I, now I want to play on my TV. Okay, cool. Oh, oh, I, I want to play on my laptop or I don't know if it'll work with the Steam Deck eventually or, or whatever, then play it on that or play it on your other portable gaming device of choice. Uh, maybe the Project Q will be able to run it. Um, So yeah, like, Basically, you have to use your phone as a controller if you use it on your TV, right? Which, that kind of sucks, but don't know if they're going to come out with a Netflix controller or they're basically going to allow Bluetooth connectivity or whatever. Because, like, 
some of these games, you know, like unless it's going to be a simple ass game that you. you but need the more. thing is, that almost all their games that you can play right now are really simple. You don't have right. to uh, jump around or run, or, you know, do any of that stuff you need a controller for right now. But eventually, if you want, you know, if you want to get that AAA Netflix game that they're making, yeah, you got to be able to add something here. Uh, you can do mouse and keyboard for your uh, laptop, PC, whatever. Yeah. So that's cool uh, for that. Um, and and I think what helps them the most, and I wonder if Microsoft is going to, now obviously this has to get out of beta and actually be big. If this kind of hits like a wet fart and no one cares, then it maybe does nothing for Microsoft. But I think it it is interesting that Microsoft has had their thing for a long time. They have way better games on it. And all they can do is manage to get a deal with Samsung. And I think they just got one with LG not too long ago. And and that's kind of it. Yeah. Whereas out of the box, Netflix, I'm going to go to play this on my smart TV. On all, any of the smart TVs I have in my house, because they're all Roku. Uh, even, my, Sony, even, yeah. Sony doesn't want to put the Xbox app on their, on their TV. <laughs> well, I'm not talking about Sony. <laughs> like. I'm just saying, uh, there's even even the freaking Walmart store brand yeah. is gonna have this thing. So like, I don't know if it's because Microsoft has to run the cloud and it's more intensive, the games are more intensive or whatever. I don't know what the tech is involved in that. But I imagine. Yo, I mean, they may just may not may just not be willing to pay. Yeah, could be that too, right? Netflix has money uh, to want to. Well, Make this Netflix work. is like synonymous, you know, with smart TV. I imagine, yeah, you know, if Microsoft went up to like LG and said, "Hey, we want to put this thing on your TV," be like, they'd be like, "Why?" Or you know, like if you do pay us some money, right? Like I agree <laughs> with you. Yes, like you're already using Netflix for something else. Yeah. Right. Whereas Game Pass is, we're trying to get people to not use the thing that they use Game Pass on and use it on the TV. And they're like, well, how do we know they're actually going to do that? So we want you to pay more money. Whereas Netflix, you're already using Netflix. Uh, whether you're paying the extra money for the subscription or whether you're, you got a whole new subscription for the people that, uh, I'm sorry, Mark, I couldn't keep the thing. What? But, you know. Uh, oh, I, 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 <laughs> well, I had to because they were, they charged me for users yeah yeah i did like two years at least two so yeah mm-hmm. but, but you had your profile on there and everything right. i had to take it off because i didn't want them to uh try to charge me again because i'm already paying you know the extra eight dollars or whatever to have um other family have it uh so now it's like i don't want to get stuck paying like forty dollars for Right, you know, that's that's ridiculous. <laughs> so, and now Disney's going to do the same thing, which I don't know how that's going to work. Um, I'm if it wasn't because of the bundle, I would seriously consider just uh, everything but ESPN for me. But I'm um, pretty happy that they announced today that like some Disney Plus shows are coming to like you know Blu-ray and 4K, like home releases. That's like, good. Woo-hoo. Like I think it's a One Division. Uh, Loki and the Mandalorian. It's like, yes, I'll buy those. <laughs> yeah. Still not subscribe to your service. <laughs> uh, 
And well, and I do appreciate that they kind of like made them all kind of work together. Like if ESPN's not working for me, I can go on Hulu and watch the same show, uh, you know, or also vice versa with Disney plus. Um, it did. So a lot of the Disney plus shows, I can go on Hulu and watch it on there or whatever, but it's like, yo, you're going to increase prices. You're going to keep removing content. You're going to make less content for it. And you're going to, uh, there's still rumors going around about whether or not you know this stuff's gonna stay around uh, for the long haul, right? And that that uh, that worries me. Like I don't know if we're gonna have consolidation in the streaming space, or we're just gonna have a bunch of streamers die, or um, why, why not both? Because <laughs> like Peacock seems to be doing okay, but that's also because they have WWE in sports. Yeah. Uh, ESPN is going to have its own channel, basically. And then you're going to have Disney and Hulu, which Hulu is basically the on-demand machine. So I guess that can stick around or whatever. But Disney Plus is, I don't know, like the numbers that came out about how much money they lose on Disney Plus is insane. I mean, it's a problem of they only have basically Marvel and Star Wars. The Marvel stuff is more or less a burning trash heap at the moment. The Star Wars stuff isn't much better. I mean, it's more positive, but they don't have a Star Wars show every month. Or, you know, it's not like a constant... Yeah, they have the Ahsoka Ahsoka show that's coming. And that's it. Like, they don't have... I mean, I don't think Mandalorian Season 4 is going to happen anytime soon, especially with the strike. Well, especially not now that they seem to be just don't want to make anything high-profile for the streaming service at all now. Yeah. Uh... Are they but, just going to uh, make more movies? Or are they just going to... I don't know what they're going to do. Are they going to try to put it on TV? Like, uh, Even TV itself is is going down a bit as well. So, yeah. Um, well, that's, I think that's more because people just... People just... Everything's on demand. People yeah. don't watch things live anymore unless it's sports. I mean, I think it's uh, also so, people are just, you know, feeling burned out. Yeah, from the pandemic. Well. Like... Yeah. People are, let's go out, let's do stuff, you know, let's, um, so, I mean, me, I'm, you know, I went to the beach twice in the time that, uh, we've done the episode last. Um, so, you know, and I've, uh, gone to do other stuff. So it's just like, I, I, well, part of that's also because I'm in my house all the time working. So right. I, I feel this need to like, let's do something. Uh, right. but yeah so you know that that's the thing it's just it's um it's something that i think you know i, I thought it was funny that, when uh the ceo of disney was like oh we, we hurt the marvel brand by making all the tv shows it's like no you hurt the marvel brand when you made all the bad tv shows like yeah you know, exactly. loki loki and uh wandavision were good and even that cap well miss marvel show wasn't it wasn't like bad, I guess. I didn't watch it. I know you did and said you liked it. But like, you know, Moon Knight, uh, Secret Invasion, especially, uh, yeah. Falcon and Winter Soldier, or She Hulk again, especially. They don't uh, elevate the brand. Sure, they don't elevate that service. Yeah, She Hulk doesn't elevate the service. I don't think it was, I didn't hate it or whatever, but there's a lot of people that did. Um, you know, and I don't blame them if they do. It's yeah. fine. Uh, 
yeah, that's kind of one of those like polarizing things. Just uh, that show. I, will... I dislike it greatly, but not because of like the usual dumb incel reasons of, oh, it's a female superhero or, you know, all that stupid crap. Like, no, it's just kind of a bad show. Like, yeah, I, I don't care if it's a male or female, in the, you know, in the role. <laughs> right. Um, well, you know, speaking of things that are expanding, like cloud gaming to one Naoki Yoshida that wishes that gaming consoles actually retracted and there was only one. Uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Yoshida, but that's probably never going to happen. Gonna well, just tell you. Microsoft to quit, quit trying, and then you can only get it down to two, and then it'll yeah. be all set. <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely don't think Nintendo will stop making consoles, uh, especially the way that they sell. <laughs> so, um, Microsoft could eventually, at one point, like Game Pass gets big enough, and the other stuff takes off, where you can just play it on your TV, and you don't have to have the console. Right. But what do you think about? Like, I kind of understand him in a way. Right, like okay for developers, and uh, it would be nice if you only had to make things on one console, and you wouldn't have to have this console war BS and all yeah, that man. stuff. But that's that's yeah. called the PC, right? But do you think we could ever get to that point where it's back to the '80s with Nintendo as the only home console and only home no. console that matters? So. It's too big. Of, it's too big of a uh, business. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's exa- exactly for me. It's like and especially this business like, only been getting bigger. Sony, you know, the PS5 is like helping prop up Sony, so you damn sure yep. know they're gonna make a PS6. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely for sure on that. I mean, they're making that PlayStation Q, which rumors are they listened. They listened. Rumors are that it could be two hundred dollars. I still think it, it's a little bit too pricey, but it depends what it can do. If it, you know, if it if it really is only a streaming thing. Yeah, it's too much. If it's a streaming thing and hey, it can run some Android shit, you know, that's that'd be fine. Yeah. I'm still on the fence about like whether or not I really You don't yeah. have to get it. You know, like no. it's not I, since yeah. you don't leave that fucking house nowadays, or you know, like Yeah, I know. It'll probably be fine. Uh definitely not. Uh especially I'm in the room where the console is all the time. Yeah. So. Like... Um, but yeah, at least they listened and they're not trying to out you know, put the did, Sony price on it. And... Did you see the video? It looked pretty fake to me, but the like the PS5 Mini or like the the Slim. There's some yes. guy like waving around some yeah. bullshit thing, and it's like, yo, that does not look slim at all. Like, it looks like ten percent smaller. I was like, that's not a ton. And well, that, like, but I mean, look how big that system is. Like, do you really think they could have made it a true PS5 Slim? You know, never. No. They, they've got to so, make sure it cools stop, and stuff, stop too. Trying to, try trying to do it in the first place, you know? I mean, they have shrunk the board down quite a bit. I think they could, technically, uh, if they, like, really want to rearrange, like, the internals of the system. And that thing looked like it did have, like, a detachable drive, like a, you know, Blu-ray drive right. or whatever. But that thing still looked... It, I would say it looked uglier than the PS5. And it's like, holy hell. Like, <laughs> Yeah. No, I I agree with you. Um, I don't. Hey, somebody internally told them, "Hey, if we put out PS5 Slim, somebody will buy this." Yeah, but no, Mister Yoshida, I understand you. Uh, I understand your plight, but as far as like including the players in that, it's not good for the play. Only have one console. Uh, they need to have choice. Uh, whether whether it is to just make fun. Um, well. 
you know. It, he this guy's working for Square, isn't he? Well, yeah, he's he's the he's the guy that made Final Sixteen. Okay, well, yeah. once once Sony finally buys Square and they're like, okay, well, we can only make console games for this one console now. So here we go. <laughs> <laughs> he he kind of yeah he, I think that's part of it too, right? It's also it's the thing of we only made it for one console and it kind of backfired on us. And I wish we only had one console so that everybody would have to buy it on there. Or everybody would have to own that console, sorry. And you wouldn't have to worry about, oh, well, all these people own an Xbox, all these people own a Nintendo. Everybody owns the PlayStation, so, you know. But, hey, that's your decision. To be fair to him, like, in the land of Japan, everyone does own a PlayStation, so... And they aren't concerned about putting Final Fantasy... Even if, you know... A, there's a big outcry. They're not concerned to putting Final Fantasy 16 on the in, on the Switch because uh, it's not even possible. So there's, it's not like, oh, I also got to make the Final Fantasy 16 in the Xbox, even if there wasn't that like like you know that uh, the you know the uh, the contract or whatever for console exclu- exclusivity because there's just no demand for it in Japan at all. Yeah, uh, unless, it's, unless it's like Final Fantasy 13 when Microsoft just paid him a bunch of money, be like. Please bring it over. It's like okay, but here's the shit version of it. Uh, enjoy, <laughs> right? Um, I mean, I, I like I said, I don't think they'll they'll ever just be like one console unless it's like no, no, no. the Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft, Dreamcast, two, or you know, I yeah, I don't think we're gonna get to that again, right? Yeah, or if we ever did, like it has gone so far sideways. It's like, what happened? <laughs> the only, yeah, the only way is if some reason, uh, Sony and and Nintendo do the combine again, uh, and it actually goes through this time and not like before. I, I think if that happened, like the yeah. next day, Microsoft would just be like, okay, we're done as a hardware company. We're just gonna put out games and we'll put them out on the on the on the whatever PlayStation Six and. No, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like they, I think if Sony and Nintendo ever decided that they were just going to join forces to have one Japanese console, I think yeah. Microsoft would just say, "Oh, oh, you know what? We'll just we're done actually producing consoles. It'll right. all be through the app. It'll all be about Game Pass, and that's it. You know? Yeah. Um, and then we would have one console." Yep. But until yeah, Sega re-enters yeah, the market, <laughs> Sega re-enters, right? Uh, that that would be funny if we we did see that. Uh, talk about like cold day in hell kind of moment, right? Uh, so that being said, um, going from the improbable to things we we now know that are happening, the Alan Wake Two has been delayed ten days. Yeah, because. They were actually honest and said there's too many games coming out in October and they don't want to basically become fodder for these other games, uh, which I don't blame them. Uh, you have Detective Pikachu I, on the 6th. You have Forza Motorsport on the 10th. Super Mario Brothers Wonder and Spider-Man 2 come out three days before or three days after what Alan Wake 2 would have come out originally. And then you also got the Metal Gear Solid collection as well after that. So, like, at least that week after Mario and Marvel and Spider-Man, even though I'm sure those games would still be talked about by then, you get, like, a little bit of a fresh window. Sure, but I oh. guess the only game I could see 
like in the same Venn diagram as Alan Wake 2 is like Spider-Man because it's like a well, third person. But that's the thing. It's not about Venn diagram. It's about not having any breathing space. Yeah. But right. I mean, to me, like Alan Wake would be like a good Halloween game. And I know this is technically yeah. coming out like, you know, three days or four days before Halloween. But I don't, I'm not sure if that's like quite enough time. But, you know, it's on them. Like it's 10 days. It's not a huge deal. <laughs> And like you said, at least they're, you know, points for being honest and not going like, oh, we need additional time to polish it up or, you know, whatever bullshit that. Yeah, I totally appreciate that. It's literally just 10 days because they wanted to move away from all these other games. Like, I love that. Thank you, uh, everybody, for being honest on that one. Uh, I really do hope this game is great. I'm excited for Alan Wake 2. So, yes. Um, And hey. Better for me because I'm sitting here wondering, uh, am I gonna buy both Mario Wonder and Spider Man 2 or not? So, well, not Mario Wonder anymore. <laughs> Why the big the big story that happened today? Well, I mean, so, Martin, you know, yeah, I, I like, was gonna get to that, but yeah, yeah that was my lead in, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so Charles Martinet, everybody kept talking about Charles Martinet is not being voiced, you know, is not voicing Mario in the movies. Well, he's not going to be voicing Mario in the games. Yeah. Uh, end of be, an era. Yeah. To be fair to him, I mean, who knows if this is actually like him wanting to step down or if it's Nintendo. But, you know, due to 67, I have to imagine that voice is like hard on him physically. Uh, so if it is him wanting to step down, yeah, that, I, that's good. If it's not him, that's kind of a bummer. But they're still paying him. So. He's still gonna make out. <laughs> I think also like Nintendo looks at it and says, "Do we want him like dying as the voice of Mario? Like you know what's happened with with Mickey and some other characters? And it's like now you have to go abruptly into somebody else playing the same voice. Whereas let's give people time to get used to whatever this new voice of Mario is going to sound like. Yeah, uh, it's interesting to note that he's not doing it for Wonder." So they've already taken him off this this game. We will we will get whatever Wahoo and whatever thing Mario says done by somebody else. Maybe Chris Pratt's doing it. Nobody's saying no. It'll be Ben Schwartz. (laughs) Maybe yeah. Uh, I'm I'm joking because he's the voice of Sonic. I I know. I know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That would be interesting. Uh, Total uh, old console war vs there, but. Man, think about it, though. For the entire life of the character, basically 25 years, he's been Mario. and Now yeah, he's been Mario's, Mario Ambassadors. Mario started talking in 96. I mean, that's when they got him on yeah. there. So, Well, I mean, hey. technically, Yoshi's Island, but that wasn't official Mario. That's baby Mario. Yeah. So, Mario, fuck yeah. that. <laughs> but, Agreed. Um, yeah, it's a you know, yeah. good end of an era. I mean, if, it, like I said, if, if it's his decision, that's good. If it's not his decision, that's less good. <laughs> but you know, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, hopefully it's mutual and not. But like you said, age is a factor. And... Yeah, I mean, I mean, at a certain point, some care, some people. I mean, there's been talk for years about, uh, oh, Harry Shear on The Simpsons, like wanting to step down because he's, I think he's almost, I think he's eighty, and that's a long time to be voicing that character. Yeah, 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 seventy nine. Right. And I don't, I don't know if you like watch if you've ever seen a, like a current era Simpsons episode, but 
Julie Kavner cannot do it anymore as the voice of Marge. No, I haven't watched The Simpsons, I think, in like three years or something like that. Yeah, so. they, I saw some musical episode they, they did recently. It's like, please please make her stop doing this. Like, I feel bad for her. Like, she can't, she can't do it. I mean, you know, I give her all the give her all the props for doing it for thirty years, but she's seventy two. Please stop. <laughs> right. Uh so yeah, I mean, there's I can't think of like uh another character that's or another actor who's been doing a character for like that long. Yeah. Uh. Well, the the trio, right? Uh, Goofy and Donald. Mc- and yeah, but they're and- not like. They don't come out with like a, a new king or you know a new Kingdom Hearts game every two years or a new you know Disney game often enough. But right. yeah, I know what you mean. I think like the same uh, woman who's been doing Minnie Mouse forever. Yes. Um, oh no, they retired in 2019. I mean, it's still amazing though that those they were able to do those characters for that long and. Yeah. Props to Charles Martinet that you still will be the voice of Mario regardless of whether. And honestly, else. like his Mario is good, but he's actually like a better. He's actually like a, a pretty good voice actor when he's not doing Mario. So like, I'm more interested to see what he does next, or you know, he's gonna he's right. done some other stuff on occasion. So that'll be cool. Yeah, are they gonna let him do other things, or is he just gonna be stuck inside Nintendo? Be well, like he did. Mario. He was like one of the bad guys in that new Dragon Ball Super movie. Oh, that's that's right. Yes, you're right. So, like, I I was pretty impressed that he did that because he that does not sound like him, or it's not like woohooing not all over the place or anything. So, yeah, <laughs> if he did if he did more stuff like that, like cool. Like, if he wants to like yeah. expand his you know horizon or whatever, like cool, go for it. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully, that is what uh, inspires him to yeah go forward there. Um, yes. Uh, well. I, I'm staying on the Nintendo track here. Uh, if there's ever some ever a, a game franchise that needs to take a cue from Charles Martinet and take a break, it's Pokemon. Uh, at least in my view, uh, I would love for this supposed conversations about release cadence to actually be happening and actually be put into thought and actually occur. Um, if there is a game series right now that needs a break and time to cook, you know, the whole saying of let them cook. Yes. Let, let game freak and whoever else can be working on this game cook and do something and, and give them time, uh, to work with the switch Two or whatever the heck is going to be the next thing. Um, so that they're not constantly coming out with a game. And you get another Scarlet and Violet, or even Short and Shield had issues. You already have the DLC coming out this month. You have Detective Pikachu, which I know that's a different uh, studio and all that stuff. But uh, do you agree with me, or do you think that they should just do the Call of Duty thing and just be like, okay, we have like three studios working on Pokemon? I mean, yeah. I guess a question would be see, I don't know Pokemon really at all. Like, how often would you want a new game to come out? I think it and, just depends, like what we're like a main game. I would be fine if it it skips a year. I'd be so fine if we get a main game like every two years. So okay, let's say two years for like, you know, Pokemon. Like let's just say Red and Blue as the example. Wasn't that Arceus game like pretty different? Well, yes. Like okay, I'm fine if they're gonna do spinoffs, but 
whole nother company working on them. Like, you know, the Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Pearl, whatever was done by Ilka, which is the same people that did, uh, you know, One Piece Odyssey and all that stuff. Like, that's that's fine. If you're going to have a whole different company that's not Game Freak working on the game, then that's that I'm good with that. But I don't need Game Freak working on Arceus, Scarlet and Violet, the next thing that's coming out already, the DLC. Like, yo, give them a break. Let them pause. Like, I know that you have some of that studio working on some other games that they announced projects for, whatever. But it's like, that series has too many games coming out all the time. Like, you know cool if you want to come out with some and, and they have the games that continue to exist like unite and uh now they have the pokemon sleep thing uh, uh the cafe thing uh pokemon masters uh the trading card game that they in that direct that they just had not so long ago they announced the stuff for that like Yo, you have a lot of Pokemon stuff happening. You you have the Detective Pikachu 2 movie. You have the anime that just started fresh again. Like, yo, I don't know. Point people towards that. Like, just, I would really love if they take a moment like Ubisoft did with Assassin's Creed. Now they're going backwards. But I would love for them to say, yo, let's take a Now, again, the problem is that Nintendo doesn't, isn't the only ones that have a say in this, right? Pokemon Company also has a say, uh, you know, Game Freak itself and whatever. They all have to kind of come to a conclusion that this is what's best. But yeah, I, I hope I, that that's. that's I, I think there. I think about. Nintendo's response, or, or you know, everyone's response would be, "Yo, this is the third most valuable video game franchise in the world. Fuck taking a break, <laughs> you know, like." <laughs> Okay, but like I mean, that's I mean, it's it's more it's more profitable than Call of Duty and GTA. They will never take a break. <laughs> and I'm not saying they shouldn't. Like I I fully agree with you. Like but no. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, but... I mean it's kind of like that you like the it's the same type of what, you know, the burnout that Yuke's got from the WWE game. And I or... do feel like Game Freak is getting into that. That's why they make other games so that they don't get burned out. Wasn't there some story recently about how Game Freak is like horrible to work at? I'm, like, yeah, I don't like know the, about that. I, I think it was but... like some Jap- it was like Japanese glass door or something. There were some like employees were bitching about how it's like not compared even compared to like other Japanese developers. It's like incredibly demoralizing and like yeah, uh, hard to hard to stay at. <laughs> And it's like, yo, if the Japanese people are saying this, you might got a problem because they are more used to this shit than Americans would be. Yeah, that is an issue. That is definitely an issue. Uh, if you are having the the Japanese folks saying that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised also if they just take the Call of Duty approach and just say, oh, we're just going to have different teams work on Pokemon. Yeah, or you yeah. know, take the uh, like the, I mean, Forza did the same thing, kind of with Turn Ten and Playground, the other the Horizon team, forget their name, but like Playground. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It's like yeah, have I would say have a mainline Pokemon or two Pokemon games every year because they always do like 
the dual system because they still right. think that's worth worthwhile and it's not. Uh, and then have like Arceus 2 or some vastly different or not vastly, but some different enough thing, you know, as, as this the other game. Right. Yeah. Is that I mean, that's also what's important. Having a. But I didn't like Arceus and the two Pokemon games come out like last year within like yes nine months or something. That's like right. Yeah, one came out in January. The one came out in like November. Yeah, and Arceus actually ran really well, and then Pokemon Violet, which obviously is a more expansive game and everything, it's actually dog turd. So right. that's part of it too. Is they saw they saw the they saw the memes right. They're not stupid. They saw the. The, the 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 stuff right yeah so um yeah for me i just really hope they do so uh just tying these two things together because they're both kind of short and they're both about games like releasing uh like a dragon gaiden the man who erased his name uh the one that has this is story about kiryu while you know like a dragon was happening is going to have a demo for like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, aka Like a Dragon Eight, um, and then also DC Universe Online is going to be coming to PS Five and three the series consoles. Um, I, I saw your notes on this about the Like a Dragon thing, and I was blown away when they said like, uh, oh, what is it about how it's like a good ex- a good way to get into Kiryu's story? Uh, oh, provide the best insight into the personality of Kiryu. It's like. Yeah. Are you guys high? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, that, that, that he has, he is the, as a singular character, I think Kiryu is like number one as far as long running characters. Yeah. Like, you can't, and you can't encapsulate a guy who's been in eight other Yakuza games as the main character and been in, well, nine, I guess, if you want to count, like, like, like well, a dragon. I think what they're trying to say is this is perhaps like the best version of Kiryu, maybe is what they're trying to say. Like, not that you're going to understand Kiryu. Yeah. If you only play this game, I think it's more of like, if you play the other games, I think you're really going to appreciate the Kiryu that you're going to get in this game. I, I just made me think of like when EA was trying to say like, oh, Mass Effect 3 is the best, is a good jumping on point into the franchise. It's, huh? <laughs> Right? Like, really? <laughs> uh, I guess. No, because it's the third game in, in a trilogy, or you know, like uh, I don't know. It's also weird that DC Universe Online is coming to current consoles. Uh, right. A how I, I question how profitable or how popular the game still is because it's yeah twelve years old. That's old. I mean, yes. <laughs> uh. And I mean, MMOs do last a while, but it's not like DC is in the current healthiest spot anymore. And like, you don't see Final Fantasy Eleven coming to P, you know, PS Five. It'd be funny if it did, but you don't see it happening at the moment. <laughs> it's crazy that they still are supporting that. Like, they are not. Um, it's not getting the big to do like uh, fourteen is right, but they're they still support that thing. Yeah, I think it still does like well enough for them, where they can make small content, but it's not like oh we got, uh, who's the Final Fantasy Final Fantasy composer? Yamatsu. Uh, 
yeah, it's not like he's he created a whole new suite of Final Fantasy XI music, or you know, you're this big CGI movie about Final Fantasy XI, you know, the story of that and stuff like that, you know, like it's it's I don't think it's in like just uh passive or you know uh, routine mode yet, but it's probably pretty close compared to Final Fantasy XIV at least. Yes, uh, exactly. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's just like 14 is like what they wanted the MMO to be. So, right. Um, and then also, you know, hey, that's coming to Xbox also. Yeah. So, so many years after the fact. It's um, that that guy got his wish about having only one console, huh? <laughs> right. Um, interesting that they they made they made try to make a big deal out about it you know like uh phil spencer was there at tokyo game show and they kind of sort of made a promise about like trying to put more games on xbox we'll see how that goes yeah um i don't know if that means all of them are gonna have to be on game pass or something uh, that also means microsoft's gonna have to put out a bunch of money i uh, yep. they did uh also like extend the the announcement of that also meant that they were not only they announced the the new expansion dawn trail they could they extended the the free trial to like the next expansion, so it's like not Rome Reborn, yeah. but it's like Shadowbringer. I think or, they uh, do that because it's an easier way yeah. to get people new, like new players in or up to up to speed. It makes sense. I think WoW does the same thing, where it's like if you want to start playing WoW now, you get probably up to like Legion, maybe even like uh, the next one. Yes. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, isn't that isn't that how it always was? Like you. Ah, uh, I mean, not initially, but yeah, now it is because it's like. Yeah, you don't want to like. Let's say you just get into WoW now. It's like okay, WoW is thirty bucks. Now I have to buy nine expansions, each at twenty to thirty bucks as well. Like that ain't gonna fucking happen. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh man, I forgot to do it this week. But okay, so next week we are gonna start having a TikTok sec, <laughs> uh, of the show, so I can just put it on TikTok. Oh, I forgot to do that this week. I had that in my head the whole week, and then I forgot. But oh well. Got it. Got to try to uh, embrace the social media is is the thing. And I was like, "Why are you not on TikTok?" I'm like, uh, "Do you know how long it I, takes me to edit the audio?" <laughs> because I have a brain. It's like because I have a brain. <laughs> well, you know, there's a lot of TikTok. Is just like it's it's the new. It's what Twitter was, or excuse me, X. How the stupidity of that too? Yeah. That dude, I swear, could not just get any more dumber by the day. Uh, yep. But I'm not. We're not here to talk about that. Uh, well, I guess speaking about big corporations, uh, Apple and Tetris, the Tetris company, are getting sued uh, by the the author and and journalist Dan Ackerman because he released a book, The Tetris Effect, the game that hypnotized the world in 2016. And he says that the movie's plot is basically taken from the book almost, you know, pretty much very closely. I mean, uh, and especially the part where they like make it about the Cold War and all that other stuff that's, you know, a, a lot of the story is true, but. You yeah, know, I was going to say, like, yeah. That'd be like me, like, if you made a World War II movie and he's suing you because I wrote a book about it. It's like. Right, but nice. they took his stuff about. You know, the making it about the Cold War and that like Russia was really going to arrest him and all that other stuff and put it in the movie. So like, um, you know, unless unless they're going to say that they made that up themselves, but like his story, what he says kind of seems plausible. 
about how he sent them another copy of the book. They told him, no, we don't want you to use anything or we don't want to work with you on yeah. using Tetris or whatever. And then, you know, uh, and then, and then mean, all of a sudden there's a movie being made. So like, you know, that kind of, but it's all you, you don't believe it. No, I believe it to an extent, but it's, he, I mean, he's probably, he's interviewing, uh, what's his name? Uh, you know, Hank Rogers. Yeah. And then like that, those events happened to him or, you know, they might be interviewing, I mean, he might be interviewing like old USSR soldiers or finding documents based on that. What's to say that like the Tetris movie screeners didn't do the same thing because it's, it's like how they're, they're, they're going to do competing movies based on uh, Elizabeth Holmes. And the, yeah. the first one came out, the Amanda Sayfield one came out and then, uh the margot robbie one was like no we're gonna we're gonna stop doing that now <laughs> or you know yeah i think it was, no no it was uh not margot robbie uh jennifer lawrence she was gonna do it but oh, okay. like, no we we we're gonna stop because they already did it i i just think it's it's odd that you know i'm sure well you gotta ask if they even like looked at the book they may not have for all we know uh but because the events actually happened, let's assume that the Tetris movie writers also interviewed Hank Rogers and did at least the basics of journalism or, you know, research. Well, I'm assuming that they did because they, they would have gotten a lot of the same yeah. stories from him and like Alexei Pajitnov and stuff like that. So, right. Did you, did, did you like the movie? I, I, I didn't see it. I don't think I've seen movie. it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I didn't watch it. I mean, I can always just grab it, I guess, but. I liked it. It's actually funny because I saw a friend of mine that's not a big gamer, but they obviously know what Tetris is. Who doesn't? Yeah. Uh, and obviously know what Nintendo is and all that stuff. So, like, they hated it at first. They were bored by it. And then they watched it again, I guess, when when they weren't half asleep and they actually liked it a lot. So, yeah, um, that helps. I, I think critics were kind of like mixed on it, if I remember right. Um, you know, but uh, it has yeah. 82% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, that's that's good. Uh, I so yeah. Uh, I don't know if you had anything else that you. Oh, one thing I I forgot to mention. I played that Lies of P demo. Oh yeah, it's all right. I, I like the Lies of P. Yeah, you know it's it's oh. Pinocchio, Dark Souls, but I have to mm -hmm. look at the game. I thought it was interesting. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it took it took me a bit to. I had to fight that. Uh, first, like mini boss, a couple times because of yeah, the camera. I didn't, I didn't beat the main, but the 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 big boss of that thing. I beat, I beat, it beat. I died like the first time, but then the second time I beat him. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it seemed to hold up pretty well, and uh, I I may give it a shot at some point. I also think it's funny that uh, Armored Core Six is hitting this week, and yep, a lot of a lot of people are, are going to be in for a fucking world of hurt when that game comes out. <laughs> Yes, uh, people need to understand that it's nothing like Dark Souls. Yeah, I told even Yen's is excited for it because it's from software, and I was like, Yeah, have you played those games before? He's like, No, yeah, and it's much more like an action mission no. based game. Well, it's a mission based like game that well, it was funny because uh, one of Yen's complaints about the world boss fight in Diablo 4 is you only had 15 minutes to, to beat it. Yeah, and he was like, "Oh, I hate I hate games that give you a timer, like a you know a boss timer, a mission timer." 
Well, and I was like, yo, dog, that is what Assassin's, or I mean, that is what Armored Core is all about. <laughs> yeah, it's a mission-based game. <laughs> so. Yeah, when, it, I mean, I, I've seen some footage of it, or they've shown some gameplay of it, yeah. and they don't have timers in it, but believe me, that game's going to have some yeah, some good. timer somewhere, and it's going to be... The, the mm-hmm. gameplay part looks fun. As well, that it I looked saw. a lot more fluid than like the yes. past games certainly did. That's what um, I was trying to make a point at. It's not action, but it looks more like they they definitely tried to add more action. Into yeah, it. I mean, I played the first game, the 1997 one. That's like my frame of reference. So, right. Uh, I mean, well, it, I, well, I was gonna say, so. I know he's getting it, and I'm like, good luck. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, like. Uh, That gave me a great uh, segue to just go ahead and get into the games that are coming out this week. Yep. uh, So we can end the show here. Uh, Basically, I I, uh, totally forgot. Immortals of Venom uh, Venom is coming out. Yeah, their their views just hit for that, and they're they're something. (laughs) Yep, exactly. That's that's why I said, when I saw it, I was like, are you kind of interested in this? Because the last thing I saw of it made me be like, yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, Smurfs cart. Finally, <laughs> that's exactly what we needed. That's the only one left. Smurfs needed to have their own cart racer. Uh, Russell Quest, which you know we talked about on the show, that's coming out on everything, including again free on Netflix if you have the subscription. Um, a cool puzzle platformer called Mirrored Souls coming out on everything as well on the twenty third. Uh, Blasphemous Two, which is getting I guess decent reviews, uh, is coming out on. Uh, everything that's current on the 24th. Uh, another one of those Shumps, Hellfire, and Fire Shark are also coming. Uh, Last Side Dolans is coming to uh, current consoles on the 24th, which uh, people should check that out. It's a decent like, strategy um, RPG game. Uh, and of course, Armor Core 6, the big game of this week, Fires of Rubicon, is coming to everything but Switch. Uh, so get ready for that. And yeah, Samba the Amigo, Party Central. is also coming by the time we do the show next week. So get ready, folks. Yeah. I'll be, I'll yeah. be curious for those Armored Core reviews. Let's say that. <laughs> uh, they look like they're going to be good. People kind of seem to be excited for that. Uh, except for that one guy that was bitching about graphics for some stupid reason. Yeah. Uh, screw you, dude. Anyway, that's it for the show this week. Uh, thank you for listening or watching, whichever you did. If you watched live and commented, I appreciate you as well. Uh, thank you so much. Um, you can always subscribe on the YouTube channel, follow us, uh, like, ring the bell. So whenever there's an episode, you get it. Obviously, if you ring the bell, you get the other stuff that we do as well. Um, you also get uh, Yen's and Randy's chapter select too. I forgot to mention at the beginning. Uh, along with the other, like, I guess, main shows, uh, you get Metal Hammer Doom as well. You get the TV party tonight. So they did a review of Secret Invasion uh, not uh, recently, like last week as well. So if you want to hear a review of Secret Invasion, I have to watch the show because you can watch uh, that instead. You can also listen with your ears on podcasts. Yes, we're still there. You just got to go find all of the shows individually. They decided that, uh, no, the network feed is no more. But you can go search Video Games to the Max on any podcast provider of your choice. Leave us a review on there if you'd like. And that will let us know what you think. And it would help us uh, move up the rankings, which always is good. Because that means we can keep doing this show and uh, 
Oh, that's jazz. So until next week, everybody, or maybe perhaps tomorrow, depending on this opening live, how that goes. We'll see you later, everybody. Bye. Bye.